Hey, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast, and today we're going to continue talking about joy and peace in believing. Um, on the last episode, we, we covered a lot uh, about joy and peace in believing, and we were in Romans 15, verse 13, and um, this is just such a powerful thing. It's simple, but it's deep, and it's powerful, and I wanted to just continue on uh, for another episode just to bring this home because I believe it's it's that important. It's just so important. It's something that you can't just read once and you can't talk about it once. Um, I think that's kind of a problem in the church today. I like to call it the congregation because that's uh, really what some of the words in the Greek really meant. But uh, when they said church, it, it often means congregation. But anyway, either way. Um, I think that one of the problems we have is we hear something, a good message, or we'll go to a conference and we'll hear something as important as this, and we won't stay on it. We'll just hear it, and we say it's great and it's awesome. And then we just, over time, it slips away. And I don't know if you feel that often in your life, but I, I see it as a common thing. People are very excited. And it's like the parable of the sower, and we're we're going to talk about that. That's coming up next. And uh, some people receive the word of God so happily, but but they they lose it. It gets stolen from their hearts. And this is not one of those things. I don't want anything to get stolen from your heart. But any good word, Satan's always going to try to take that from you. And so don't allow that to happen. Grab Romans 15 and 13 and you stay on it and let it become part of you. So that's what we're talking about today. So I want to go back to that verse. We're going to stay on that. And today we're only going to use two verses, okay? I don't want to go off track in any way, shape, or form on this. I want you to stay on one point, and I want you to just get it. Uh, so we have Romans 15, verse 13. This is our foundation uh, verse for this, for this message. And it, it reads like this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, like I said last time, that is powerful. That is really powerful. And if you were to spend some time with that, its meaning would unfold to you just how important this is. Because Paul wrote this, the Apostle Paul wrote this, and he's talking about joy and peace, but he's connected it to your believing. Because he said joy and peace in believing. If you are in unbelief, and any of you already know that, you know that just naturally when you don't believe something and you just fall into a state of worry. You know, I don't believe that. And it's a negative statement. Believing something, hopefully, unless you're just believing something terrible about yourself or believing that, you know, you're going to fail or something. That's not a good thing to believe. But when you're believing something that's positive, like the gospel, like the message of Christ and anything in the word of God, when you're believing, that's a positive thing. And that believing brings about a great result. You see it in the whole ministry of Jesus again and again. You could really read through any of the gospels and find numerous cases just over and over that somebody was healed, somebody was delivered, somebody received help. And so often Jesus would say, your faith made you whole. Or just 
only believe and you'll see the glory of God and believe and, and you will see. And if you believe, anything is possible. Jesus repeats that over and over. So you can see by example in the Gospels that believing is a key factor in your life. I mean, Paul and Peter and the, the prophets of old even said it. They said the just shall live by their faith. The just shall live by faith. And your faith is such a key factor, obviously, in your life. And you may say, well, that's simple. I already know that. The problem is, in practical living in, in the Christian life, in, in, in the practical sense, we don't see it very often because people have a lot of worry and they have a lot of unbelief. They have a lot of doubt. They have a lot of concern. And that pushes back your believing. That pushes back when you read some sort of promise that you need in the Bible. You need that promise. You may need a promise of healing or deliverance or help or anything to do with your life. And you see it in the scripture, but you don't see it happening in your life. That's because the believing part is still working itself out in your life. And you know, we're not going to believe perfectly from day one. This is a process. We learn how to believe. We learn. But to know at least that believing is your key thing, we, we say, well, what went wrong? Usually what went wrong is we don't believe. Or often what went wrong about something. I prayed for this to happen and it just, you know, I see it in God's word. I'm supposed to have joy and peace. I'm supposed to have uh, faith. I'm supposed to have patience and I just don't. I'm supposed to have wisdom and I don't. It's because we don't believe. We just don't think it's for us. We just don't think God really loves us. And I will go back to that one point. One of the, the key elements here, faith works by love. You do have to know. There's something about God's will you need to know. We won't know everything about God's will in our life. But one part of God's uh, work in your life and will in your life is to know that he loves you. You can't not know that. And if you don't know it, you will struggle with pretty much everything else we're going to talk about here today. And we're talking about joy and peace in believing. So love is going to play a key role. And I want you to, to keep that in mind when you're saying, well, what does God have for me? God has good for you. He's got something good for you. And he's got something good for anyone who looks to him. He's got a plan for you. And that plan could be different from person to person and is different from person to person. But one thing he wants you to know is he does love you. And you have to be pretty secure in that. You have to be very secure in that, in fact. That's a key point. And when Jesus would show up and look in somebody's eyes and say, believe, they saw this love. They saw it. They saw it in his eyes. We have to see it through his word. We have to see it through what we're reading. We have to see it through his example that we read. And it's even better that way, actually. We're actually better off in a lot of ways because we have his word like this. And, and one may say, oh, I wish Jesus was here. But actually, he said, you would rejoice knowing that I'm going to my Father and, and I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you because then the Holy Spirit is in you. This is really amazing. I may have seemed to have gotten off point here, but not really. This all, this all matters. This is all part of believing. Believing what? Believing all this goodness of the gospel, that, that God is in you. 
So see, this is just so important. This can go in so many ways. Um, but one thing I do want to do today, I'm going to veer over to peace a little bit more than joy and peace. Peace is something I see a lot of my friends who are Christians, they lack peace. They are in a state of worry. And so here we have this thing, man, the God of hope. Hope is such a positive, amazing thing. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So you will abound in more hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to go to a, a verse that, that came up in, in our talking about this message. And my wife Lisa brought this up and we do so many things together and we share the word all the time. And, and this verse in Philippians came up. It was Philippians 4. And I'm going to read two two verses. It goes a little longer, but just two verses. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I want you to hear this. This is amazing. It says, Be anxious for nothing. I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, Be anxious. It means worry. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And listen to this. Listen to what Paul is saying. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying through Paul. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now I want to focus on that a bit. Because this is what the Lord put in my heart. Is focus on this peace. My people are struggling with peace. They don't have peace. And it's because they're worried. And they're worried because they don't fully believe. They're not fully convinced that God is good. They're not fully convinced that God is on their side. Maybe when push comes to shove, he is, and, and my back's against the wall, maybe he'll take me out of trouble. But this is not the only time that God is with you. He's with you all the time. If you have Christ in you, Christ is in you. He's not going anywhere. He's there with you. Good times, bad times. When you're just walking down the street or when you're working, when you're in trouble, when you're in the happiest moment of your life. He is there with you. He doesn't leave you. You always can do like this, this scripture says. It says, don't worry about anything. That's the modern translation. Just don't worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. How many people do you know just full of anxiety? And they're Christians and, and they wear their anxiety. And I'm not making fun of anybody. We have all been here. We have all done this. So, okay, so we're, we're all on the same playing field. We've, we've all been there. Some have grown and learned how to step out of anxiety because they're really starting to believe. I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm leaving that anxiety and worry behind. I just refuse. I'm not perfect in it, but I just refuse. Even when things are terrible, I am not going to sit and worry about it. God's taken me out of some of the biggest messes I've ever seen. And... And he has always done so faithfully. Terrible things have happened in my history. Terrible things. I've seen terrible accidents happen and terrible 
sicknesses occur and terrible things, and, and the Lord has delivered me out of every single one of them. And it was key importance in those situations not to get into a state of worry, but rather do what this says. But in everything, he says, you know, worry about nothing, but in everything, not a few little things, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Isn't that something? And in doing so, look at what happens. Here's the result. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts from what? Worry, unbelief, panic. Guard your hearts and minds through, look at this, this is deep, through Christ Jesus. Jesus took the place of, of, of all the trouble and all the mess. And I'm not saying you're not going to go through trouble. We're all going to go through trouble. That's almost a promise. It is a promise. <laughs> if you serve God, you're going to face trouble and persecution. But there are some things like the judgment of God and sicknesses and all this. This is the Lord has, has saved us from these things. And we trust him. And even when we don't always see a full victory, and even when we don't always get it just right, he is still there. He's not condemning us because we don't get everything just right. We may pray over a bad situation. It doesn't quite go the way we truly hoped it would. God's not going to condemn you for that. So you just try next time. It's okay. Maybe we failed when we prayed, tried to believe for something big, and it just didn't go that way. Maybe we got a partial victory, but we wished it was better. At least you tried. At least you aimed in that direction. At least you just didn't fall into panic and just give up and just lay down like a doormat and let Satan walk all over you. Satan's there to kill and destroy and to steal. That's what he does. And God is here and in us to give us abundant life. Choose life. It's it's yours. You have a right to it because you, you have Christ in you. And the Lord really does want to take his people out of a state of worry and a lack of peace. You know, when we first understood what God did with us in terms of restoring uh, our relationship with God the Father, you know, he restored our relationship with God. That meant that we had peace. We had peace with God. But he's also with that given us peace to walk out this life that is troubled around us. We have a lot of trouble around us. Things happen. Our children get sick and, and friends are dying and some people fail and lose a job or some people's businesses fall apart. Their finances fall apart. It happens. And I don't believe any of those things I just listed happened because God made it happen. That's another day. I'll get into that. That's a big deal for me. But that said, even if you thought God was somehow part of something terrible that happened, look at the example of Jesus on earth and how many times 
He brought restitution and healing and help and fed people and made things right. He gave them food when there was no food. He healed them by the thousands when they were sick. He did that. That was, in my, as I see it, all the time he did that. But if you insist on believing that God is somehow privy or part of the uh, you know, sickness or problems or things that you have, that he's made them happen in your life, at least veer over a little bit and look at the example um, by percentage and just look at the vast number of healings and good things that, that Jesus did. And then look at the landscape where really the majority of people are sick and the majority of people are struggling and, and, it's, and they're facing things that they're not getting any victory over. It's because they don't have peace to begin with. They don't believe to begin with. God wants you to walk in a state of peace. Here we have a verse that says, be anxious for nothing. It literally means don't worry about anything. That's a tall order from the life we've grown up in. We have learned. We hear it on the radio. We hear it on the TV. They tell us to worry over anything. Worry about that. Be afraid. That's the message in the world. Jesus is saying, don't worry about it. And that the scripture is beautiful because it goes on in verse 8, Philippians 4 and 8. Paul is saying, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. This is a long list of whatsoever's. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. And look at this, verse 9. And the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And look, and the God of peace will be with you. The Lord wants you to walk in peace. Let's look at this verse again. I'm reading it again, and I'm nailing this thing down. Romans 15 and 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is talking about walking in this peace and joy. And so just, you know, ask yourself, do a little inventory and say, well, where am I at with that? This is, this is the Lord's obviously showing me in this scripture that this is a prayer Paul is making. He wants us to walk in this peace and this joy and in believing, to, to walk in a state of believing. It's a shift in, in how we've lived, lived our life before we knew the Lord. We didn't have that. And with Christ, you do have it. It's real. It's not academic. It's, it's not a metaphor. It's not, it's not something for somebody else. This is real in you. We will all face difficulties of one kind or another, and you have the right to believe for the best outcome of that problem. You have a right to, to expect and pray uh, to God for the best outcome of whatever it is you're struggling with. You have a right to walk in peace. You have a right. You know, Paul was in jail when he wrote half of these things. I believe this letter, he was in jail. He's talking about, you know, 
thinking on what's good and telling people to be to be joyful. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. They were singing, they were they were in chains and they were singing to the Lord. And I'm sure he wasn't kind of giddy happy about his circumstances. I'm sure there was pain. But this joy, I want to bring something else up in the Philippians verse, which I didn't bring up and I wanted to. Verse 7, I want you to see something here. This is really something. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, uh, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The word surpass there. In the King James, it just used the word passes, as if it was passing along understanding, but that's not actually what the word was. Sur it's surpass. It's, it elevates beyond. It goes beyond. It's a Greek word, which I can't pronounce. I use the Greek all the time, but this one I can't pronounce. But it's a Greek word that means to hold oneself above, to exceed, it's superior, it's higher, it's, it's more excellent. In other words, the peace of God is more excellent than your understanding, even. It's kind of what it's saying. It surpasses, it goes beyond your understanding. And it gives you a deeper sense of peace it goes beyond what you understand, because you may not be able to understand everything that's going on at a particular moment. It's important that peace goes beyond what you understand. And you throw your hands up, and you're in this trust of, of love with God, and you're saying, I know you're going, to, you're going to make this right. I know you're going to fix this. I know you've already done things on the cross and in the resurrection to fix it. You know, so many things were already done. They've already been provided. But this scripture says here, don't be anxious for anything, but, but pray with thanksgiving. Tell God what's on your mind. Tell him. That's okay. Be at peace about that. If you're hurting, don't be condemned about that. Bring it to God. There's no condemnation in any of this. If we try this and fail, there is no condemnation. Just try again. It's all right. You prayed, it didn't work. Do it again. Believe better. I know a, a minister who says it. Just learn how to believe better. That's so awesome. And he's right. We learn. This is a learning process. You get on your little bicycle for the first time, you fall over, get on it again. That's all right. The peace of God. And, and brothers and sisters, if I could just say any one thing, if, if, if you walk away with one thing out of this message, your joy and your peace is attached to your believing. And that is exactly what the Lord wants for you. He wants you to believe him to that point. Trust him to that point where you're at peace. That you can be in the boat just like he was. And that boat was being thrown all over the place by waves. And, and you're sleeping. You're okay. You're fine. It's something we all need to aim for. You know, I haven't achieved all this. But I've, I've, I've headed towards it. I've gotten on the road of, of learning it and doing it. And when trouble comes along, I've had to learn to just let go of those unpeaceful thoughts and feelings. And, and just... Lean on God and trust what he has told me. 
joy and peace in believing. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave it there. I, I, I just hope you look at these verses in Philippians and in Romans and put them together and pray and see what the Lord puts in your own heart. So God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And we will see you next time.